You're listening to Malka Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Alhamdulillah, is well received on the platforms of Malka Sahaba, the voice of the Allah Sunnah Wal Jama'a. And uh, on pertinence punch, uh, punctuated uh, this evening, we welcome our astute scholar, Sheikh Shreya Maida, a Medina University graduate. He's an astute businessman. He's an alim, a motivational speaker. He appears on uh, many platforms, on Islamic platforms, and he also is uh, uh, quite often called to Darul Ulums uh, to talk to students and to motivate them. And Alhamdulillah, uh, we welcome him on his uh, segment on uh, Pertinence Punctuated, uh, where Sheikh Trey Maida will be talking about uh, poverty and Islamic perspective. Sheikh Trey Maida, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me, how are you doing this fine, beautiful evening? Wa-alaikum as-salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to my dear brother Shafat Ahmed Khan and all the listeners of uh, Markaz al-Sahaba, the voice of Al-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah, alhamdulillah, thumma alhamdulillah. What a beautiful evening Allah ta'ala is still taking care of us. The question is, are we ready uh, going back to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? As poverty is striking us day and night, we're getting poor. You know, uh, not talking about materialistically, but I'm talking about spiritually. We're getting poor by the day that comes by. Our kids are staying at home. We go to the masjid alone if we have to go. Let's see, there's a function. We got even age restriction where small kids are not allowed there. The question is, are we going to still preserve this sunnah that we have on this function or these gatherings in the next 10, 15 to 20 years? So seriously, that's part of the topic to say poverty has striking us and we are contributing towards that ourselves, Shaf. Yeah, Sheikh and Alhamdulillah, this evening our topic, uh, you know, our Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he steered uh, away from all aspects of affluence. He preferred to live at the same level as the poorest in his community. Uh, his wife, uh, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi wife Aisha Radhiya Anha mentions that he never had his uh, fill of food for three consecutive days, he knew that uh, there were poor people in his community and they did not have enough food to eat. And what a Nabi, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he led uh, by uh, example. And I, I recall him saying, poverty is my pride. Your thoughts, uh, Sheikh Shoaib Maida? Yes, Shaf. I mean, when you talk about poverty, Shaf, it's, uh, it's a thin line uh, between uh, belief and disbelief as well. You know, you look at the tradition that tells us, you know, kad al fakr ayyakuna kufran. See, the thin line between poverty and the kufr. It says poverty nearly reached the stage of uh, status of kufr. And uh, it makes quite a lot of sense, Shafi. The person is poor, they can go to any extent just to earn that uh, uh, little bit of money just to carry on by the day. You know, even if it's, it means to indulge in haram, People go beyond that so that they get that little bit penny so they can do that. So, yes, uh, poverty is one of the most uh, greatest things as well in the deen because it connects uh, between the poor and those that are privileged. And if you look at this, even uh, in the last khutbah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi I did mention uh, where he says, to say the feeble and the poor among you are the strongest uh, by me. At, uh, until uh, we bring uh, the rights towards them, which means, you know, the charity that we can gather together and give it to the poor. So it was a balancing factor. 
If Allah has created all of us rich, definitely this world couldn't have been balanced because nobody will be able to pick up after the next person because everybody has got enough. But then also the same, if everybody was poor, it was going to be very difficult as well. But Allah had to balance it in that way so that one being poor, one being rich, it brings everybody together during one go where they want to achieve something uh, where created issues. And in that way created issues, despite the person being uh, super rich, they cannot do all the work themselves. They need other people around that to work and uh, drive the goal that they want. They can just stand there supervising. And those two, the NSRA through that. So poverty shaf is a key to a reunion of uh, the human generation, is a key for us to understand that no man is an island, but that we all need one another if we have to achieve something shaf. You know, Sheikh Shurimaida, whilst you're talking, uh, you know, uh, I recall that uh, Abu Huraira, radiallahu anhu, he said that the Prophet Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, the one who looks after a widow or a poor person is like a mujahid, like a warrior, Sheikh Maida, who fights for Allah's cause, or like him who performs prayers all the night and fast all the day. And I, I, this comes from Sahih Bukhari. Um, your thoughts, Sheikh Maida, you know, just to take good care of, you know, take care of the widow or a poor person is like a mujahid. And like one who fights for the for Allah's cause, or like a like a him who performs prayers the whole night and fast the whole day, mahala all for free. Sheikh Maida, just taking care of no, no, uh, see, the, the poor. No, no, you see, Shafa, that actually makes a lot of perfect sense. You know, Allah Taala, He can sustain all of us at one time if He wants to do that. You know, but you have done that, as I said, you know, you've given the proportion of the wealth to certain people and uh, denied it to certain people so that we can learn to work together as a team or as a family. And sometimes, you know, if uh, we go to the extremes and we find people that got it all, they actually find it difficult to assist those that are poor. So it's like same uh, what Allah said in Surah Yasin, you know, uh, we allowed ourselves, if he said to them to say, please spend whatsoever Allah has given you, you know, and uh, the answer becomes, should we sustain the people or should we sustain those that if Allah willed, if Allah wanted, he should have sustained mm. them. So the fact that Allah didn't sustain them, there's no need for us to do that. That is actually a question that comes sometimes to us to say, you know, ah, why must I give all the time whatsoever? But we forget that, you know, in giving, you never get poor if you give. But the more you give is the more you get, is the more you build up your, in your uh, your account for the akhirah. You know, you must remember we've got an account that we have in this dunya, whereby we can put everything in one big bank account, leave there billions, and you don't use it for your akhirah. When you die tomorrow, your children, your great-grandchildren, they'll actually abuse it. And they are lucky, too, if they abuse it. You know, you get the attorney that you entrust, to run away, to run with the trust for those children, you actually swindle the money and leave your family with nothing. So, and yet you had the chance where you could actually invest that, that money wisely, where when we close, we make partner in this dunya, you know, then we know we have something. So we must understand, Shav, that when it comes to our poverty or poor people, this should be our companions in life. Because they are the people that will set up a best bank balance for you in the Akhira if you actually take 
care of them sincerely. You know, you take a little bit portion for them to say, "Not, I've seen this brother is battling. Let me just buy for him the grocery for this month. Do that and give him for that month." Alhamdulillah, every day he is consuming from that package that we bought for him. He is making dua for you, Allah. Grant this person a lot of barakah, ya Allah. Grant him a lot of barakah, a lot of safety and security. Because if it wasn't for him, for his input, Allah today will be sitting without any food in the plate. So we forget the benefits of, of all that. You know, these are the major benefits which we should be benefiting from. But unfortunately, today, Shaf, sometimes we look at face. You know, when the people are poor, we don't want to associate ourselves with them because basically we know what happens after that is they'll be begging, they'll make you feel. Uh, a guilty of what Allah has given you, you know, sometimes we think that way. And yet, Chef, we can go now, Christmas is coming, December is coming, we can go and blow uh, 30 grand to 35 grand with three nights staying in a hotel, and yet our neighbors are poor, they cannot pay school fees, lights are not paid for, water is not paid for, nothing is paid for, and yet we can blow such amount of money for three days, and yet we have a home and a house where we can live in, where we can stay, where we don't need to go outside and spend so much of money. And even sometimes also you find, Shaf, when it comes to spending these kind of uh, outings, we spend the the most of money we can expend. Go to one uh, takeaway, the family, we run there two hours of eating, we run over 3,000, 4,000, 5,000. When it comes to the masjid contribution, Shaf, 10 rand is the maximum we can pay. We turn our back towards the correction box in the masjid. Shaf, it is uh, actually very disappointing to see the situation, the condition that we are in today as Muslims. We're supposed to be the best of the best, Shaf, but it looks like we're heading towards uh, the, the wrong direction, Shaf. Uh, good point indeed. And uh, yeah, if you make a choice uh, to feeding your belly or giving towards uh, yeah projects, Islamic projects or feeding the poor, what happens? You can see it. You can see it in your, in your disposition. Well, uh, you know, Sheikh Shoy Maida, our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, uh, whoever feeds uh, someone who is hungry will have his sins uh, forgiven, and whoever helps uh, someone uh, to travel will have his sins forgiven, uh, for, for forgiven also. Now, you know, Sheikh Shoy Maida, feeding the, uh, the hungry, giving food to the needy, and helping people with their needs, now, all good deeds uh, that can and uh, all of us a place in paradise. And, you know, it seems as if more, you know, the people of yesteryear, people were always, uh, you know, looking forward of feeding people, giving food to the needy, uh, you know, when there was a poor person, even if they didn't have it, but they somehow went and made a plan to go and give uh, or find the thing to give it to uh, someone that was poor, although they were poor themselves. Talk to us about that scenario, Sheikh Shoaib Maida. And, you know, uh, definitely they earned a paradise. They definitely earned paradise. Definitely, Shaf, we've seen quite a lot of those faces of yesterday, as you're saying. When they pass on, you look at, the, at their faces, you think like the buy is just faking this death because the face is got full of no. And you can see the smile on the person to say wherever they are, there's something that is making them smile. Yes, <clears throat> those, di- those days, Shaf, are gone. And... Uh, you know, we also have to blame our own selves for the change of the conditions. You know, you remember what Allah says, he says, uh, uh, Allah will never change our conditions until we ourselves change the condition. So we have changed the condition, Shaf. Uh, we have actually created some kind of uh, 
uh, profession at the moment. Uh, the profession, one of it is a prof profession of begging. You know, you find people that are strong enough, they can do work, but because they're lazy, they'd rather go in the seat and start begging. So which is another factor that destroys the spirit of giving? Because, you know, somebody will look at you and say, no, this person can work. And I mean, why must I give them money? The rest of that, and you find that although these are there, there are other people, Shaf, that needs our help, that do not ask for anything, but you can see the battle, you can see the wake up in the morning, you can see on the face to say something is not right. These are the people we need to look for, Shaf, and uh, we need to assist. As we said, you will never go poor because of sharing something. You know, sharing is caring. You know, the moment we share and we, we care for one another, is the more we get the barakat from one another as well. You must remember we all live uh, with everybody's duas. So if you share with somebody today that are lacking something, definitely the duas come to you. They'll make dua. Yeah, Allah, grant them barakah, grant them the best. Whoever they took this, please multiply it tenfold. And you must remember the dua of the person who's destitute, who's destitute and desperate at that moment is actually the dua that is accepted at all the times. And so if we do things of that sort, you know, come back together like how old people used to do, visit one another, look around our areas and see who's suffering, see who needs help, and stand together. Even if we cannot actually manage to uplift them 100% of what they want, at least 10% or 20% of the problem, if it's resolved, by us taking part in that, definitely we are investing uh, in our bank balance in the Akhirah. And you must remember Allah's mention about that. Make sure it's good and a, a pure intention. Whatsoever you're going to spend from your own selves out of the best that you have for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, in the light becomes like a loan where you're going to find back, uh, the, you find your payback before Allah Ta'ala, and to be much greater and the best in reward when you get back from Allah Ta'ala. You know, this is actually what we should be striving for. If you remember, uh, in certain ayahs, it's even mentioned that those that do good, the moment they pass on, they actually cry to Allah to say, Ya Allah, if you could give us a little bit more life so that we go back and we do much better of what we've done, I really would appreciate it simply because now they've seen the reward and they would like to get the best of reward. So giving is actually one of the uh, aspects that actually brings people closer to you. And the moment you start giving sincerely, the person will start questioning, if they're not a Muslim, they'll start questioning themselves. Why is he giving? Why is he so uh, natural when it comes to giving? Then you express yourself to say we're Muslims. It is part of our religion to assist one another so that we all reach uh, to a level of uh, everybody at least has a uh, good living, although it won't be comfortable one, but at least somebody can survive in this uh, environment that we live in today, Shaf. And, you know, whilst we're living in this dunya, if Allah has given us a little bit of excess and, you know, you find people coming to your door and, you know, it's a blessing that someone comes and asks you, you know, or they, they're asking you. And, you know, sometimes the shaitan comes and he starts whispering in your ear and say, no, no, don't give this person. He's like this and he's like that. Or maybe he's like, you know, and all that. But it's an opportunity. I mean, we have no rights to question an individual that is in dire straits and uh, perhaps we'll be losing out big time, Sheikh Shoaib Maida. Your thoughts? You know, definitely, Shaf. Uh, you see, that's where actually we lose the whole concept of giving. Because the concept of giving is not the person that is coming to your doorstep. The concept of giving is to you investing back 
to Allah Ta'ala. So you don't judge the person that comes. When you give giving, you close your eyes and say, yeah, Allah, I'm giving back to you, I'm giving this to you, and I know one day you're going to give it back to me in good numbers, greater and better than what I'm giving now. The moment we have that shaft, we'll never have a problem. But the moment we start uh, having uh, those judgmental factors and that's before we give, then it becomes a problem. Then you end up taking the food from the freezer that you knew this is expired now. I can't eat it myself because it's a bit slimy. Somebody comes and begs, but I do you take and give it to them because you've lost the concept. If you realize that you're giving it to Allah, not to that person who's begging, definitely you look for the fresh portion of the food that is in your fridge because you know tomorrow you're going to get it back from Allah's well. So the same, you know, even if you're giving clothes, you cannot give clothes that are torn and the clothes that can uh, that cannot be used and you give away, then in that moment, that means you are looking at the person that you're giving. If you're looking that you're giving to Allah, you give whatsoever is best because you know Allah is the best and you want the best word from Allah. Uh, brilliant point indeed, uh, Sheikh Shoemaida, as you said, give, give the best people because uh, you're giving for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I mean, the, you're giving for the pleasure of your maker, your creator, your sustainer, your provider. And uh, what type of, how much you're giving and what you're doing. Alhamdulillah, Summa, alhamdulillah, beautiful indeed, uh, Sheikh Shoemaida. And you know, uh, the, the, the reasons, are may, some will say that the reasons and the causes of poverty are various, uh, Sheikh. Uh, you know, poverty might be a pure test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it might be a punishment for some of the sins and it could be a result, uh, you know, because of the unemployment or the type of a situation that you find yourself in this country. But uh, talk to us about, uh, you know, the reasons or the causes of, uh, of a poverty, uh, um, you know, maybe a pure test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or, a, a, you know, a punishment and so forth. What's your views, uh, Sheikh Shoei? No, no, definitely. Allah has mentioned those times are coming and we can see it clear. You say we are going to put you through a test. You know, this test will involve hunger, uh, thirst, and even the loss of property. This, in, in short way, with poverty as well, you know. But at the end of the day, you have to give Bashara good news to those that endure in patience, you know. Uh, those people who, uh, when calamities are afflicted upon them, they look back and say, Inna wa inna We come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and Allah is the one that we have to return to. So, this actually tells there will be times where it is taste from Allah ta'ala to see how we're going to react on the situation. Like now, you know, we've seen the uh, prices of food escalating, uh, fuel escalating, everything is going high. But if you look at Islam itself, we still got actually uh, good solutions for that. I mean, we're looking at saving. Uh, you can start fasting on a Monday and on a Thursday, Alhamdulillah, there'll be more savings. And also choose all three days of the uh, middle of the month as well. We fast on those ones as well. There's some kind of saving. The whole family is fasting those days. Definitely there's some uh, budget that is being saved in between. So it tells you our dinner is catered for everything that is there. But when it comes to poverty, as you said, Shab, sometimes... It can come from our own hands, from our own dealings. If we get more involved in doing haram, Shaf, Allah takes away uh, the barakah that was there in the family. Because you must remember, there is no way you can mix water and oil and have it. Just like that, put a cup in that uh, bucket where you mix water and oil and drink it immediately. You, know, you won't be able to do that. It has to be purified. So the thing is, 
If you're doing right things, don't mix it with wrong things because your property or your wealth might be mixed between haram and halal and you don't know which one is right or which one is wrong. And then in turn, Allah can just deny you and deprive you from getting all that just simply to show you that Allah can take away. You see, and also sometimes we forget as human beings. You know, the moment we start getting enough that Allah has given us, we always forget Allah. And the moment we actually got nothing, then we wake up in the middle of the night cry for, crying for Allah. You know, every day crying for Allah. We will greet us, be crying for Allah. The moment Allah gives us, then we forget uh, about everything completely. And also, it's the nature of human beings that sharing sometimes becomes a problem. Whenever a human being gets something good, you know, he holds it back to himself, nobody must know. But whenever there's trouble, a snake goes into the, his house, he will scream the loudest so that the neighbors must come and help to uh, kill that snake away from that yard so he knows he's free from the snake. So this is uh, the kind of attitude we start uh, to be changing. You know, when, when we get enough, Allah has given us more enough, then we must show. I mean, we show appreciation to the ni'mah that Allah has given us. And also we must remember, the more we give, you know, is the more Allah uh, rewards us. And you must remember, so uh, giving is part of uh, uh, shukr or uh, uh, thankings to Allah Subhanahu If you give out, as Allah says, "Wala in shakar tum la If you make shukar, you appreciate what I've given you. I'm going to increase you in whatsoever I've given. So this means that you're taking out uh, some charity and giving to those that I needed, that are desperate, and share with them. And He says, "Wala in kafar tum." So the opposite of giving is means holding back, which becomes part of kafar. You must know that Allah's uh, punishment is really severe and he can chastise us as hard as we ever expected because, you know, we're not showing appreciation. So it is part of appreciation or appreciating our creator if we give what Allah has given us. But if we hold back and we don't do that, it is part little bit of comfort. Then we must remember the one who's given us can just hold it back or can just lock it where we cannot get any access to what we have or maybe get sick or maybe in and out of hospital because that money has to be used somewhere and because nobody's benefiting so Allah will allow that money flow to benefit the hospital so every week you'll be in you do this you do that by the end of the month at least 40 60,000 runs is gone towards the medical bills and yet if that money was budgeted to say this goes to the poor and the needy you won't have no need Allah, there won't be no need for Allah to put in hospital because that money is saving what is supposed to be saving Shaf. Yes, sir, Sheikh Shuaimah, a point taken, brilliantly uh, explained there. Allah bless you for that. Also, you know, uh, Sheikh Shuaimah, when you look at our beloved Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was the greatest example of a Muslim who spent his wealth in charity. And our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Sheikh Shuaimah, would provide for others uh, before he would take for himself. Can you believe that? He was so selfless, you know, he would... Uh, you will give others, he'll, give, uh, he'll provide for others before he would take for himself, uh, Sheikh Shuaimaida. And he was a simple man. And our Nabi, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, was never, never greedy, Sheikh Shuaimaida. It's a shaf, that's what we call uh, lead by example. You know, not like how we do it today. So no, do as I say, but don't do as I do, you know. <clears throat> so our Nabi, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, was not in that league. His league was to bring 
being messy to the entire universe. So Allah chose the most humble human being that he ever created on surface earth to take over that kind of actually leadership quality so that he, he leads by example. And then you had these good followers, Abu Bakr Siddiq who just followed in those footsteps. You know, remember one day he, when he called for some help, <clears throat> Abu Bakr Siddiq brought everything that he had to the disposal of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I brought all this, you can use it. And when the question was asked to him, I mean, what have you left at home? He says, I left Allah and his Rasul. So he had strong faith and belief in Allah and his Rasul, that Allah is a provider and is going to provide us. And this is also the same time we saw uh, Sayyidina Omar, uh, Omar radiallahu ta'ala come forward to say, today is the day I think I'm going to uh, uh, beat Abu Bakr in charitable action. So he brought half of what he had, only to see Abu Bakr brought everything that he had. So definitely, you know, if you do things for the pleasure of Allah, we must remember one day we have to leave. Everything that we have, we have to leave. So the less you have in your store, the better you will have on auditing because it's whatsoever is coming, you actually use it for the pleasure of Allah, that becomes better. The day we close our eyes, we've got lace uh, that will be accounted for in maybe an envelope or maybe in plastic baggage. Then if we don't do that, then we have amassed quite a lot of it, where by Kiyama day we have to stand and start accounting for every cent that Allah has given us and to see why it stayed without being utilized and we are gone, we're not benefiting from there. So it's time we start looking into our deen seriously. How did our Nabi Sallallahu accomplish whatsoever he accomplished and how did his companions actually achieve uh, certain heights in life that we actually failing to achieve, yet we are billions in numbers. That time they're few in numbers, but achieved bigger than we think what we can achieve today. So if you look into that, uh, those historical events and see how they practice the Sunnah, then definitely Shaf will get back to the groove and this world can be ours in just a short space of time, Shaf. I mean, I mean, Sheikh Shui Maida, and finally, you know, before we close off, uh, by sacrificing part of our one's wealth or our wealth and uh, giving it in charity, uh, you know, we are protected, uh, we are guaranteeing protection for ourselves from tra tragedy and misfortune, and, you know, Allah will uh, take all those things away from us, and uh, perhaps, uh, you know, uh, in your parting words, you can emphasize on that, uh, Sheikh Shui Maida. You know, Shaf, it's really amazing, you know, like to say we have a lot of uh, high high crime rate at this moment. And uh, if you have a shop that actually you, you're doing well, and then you are the one that takes initiative to go and help the poor within your uh, locality, safety Allah is going to grant you in that position. Anybody that tries to come and attack you is not only one individual. People that attack, they work as a team, they work as a group. So when they come to say we attack him, the same people they say, no, but this person is helping the community. Every day he comes, maybe once in a week he brings bread to our families. So why should we destroy something that is uh, generating some uh, kind of uh, uh, sustenance to us? So that actually you got your protection already Allah has given to you. So definitely the more you give is the more Allah to sees uh, the benefit you, the, how beneficial you are to to the other human beings until there's another one that's doing greater job than you. Allah to still give you more life so that actually he uses you to actually reach out to those that are 
Uh, let's fortunate. So this is the dua we should be making, Chapter Say, May Allah Ta'ala use us for his deen and, and use us to reach out to those that are uh, less fortunate because that way you're doing the greatest of job that Allah Ta'ala wants uh, to, to, to be done. But now you are being used as a tool of doing that. So once we have that shaf, we know that Jannat is very close to us. And the day we leave this dunya shaf, we live smilingly as we know all of us are on the journey. But this journey will be a smiling journey because we have done whatsoever pleases Allah was what at the same time filled our bank balance with good deeds and also with the noble deeds which is sustaining and feeding the poor and the needy. And this is what we should be standing for, Shaf. And once again, Jazakallah for the beautiful topic. I mean, these are the topics we need to be speaking at all the time, Shaf. And once again, may Allah Ta'ala grant you and your families Jannatul Firdaus, inshallah, for the hard work that you put together in actually coming with these uh, programs and actually the way you conduct the shows. And yes, once again, I want to be next to you in Jannah, inshallah. Jazakallah khairan and all the listeners, inshallah. Ameen, Asama Ameen. Beautiful words indeed. A sincere man indeed. A sincere alim. Someone that I embrace and celebrate. And Ameen, Asama Ameen to your duas. And inshallah, Allah take us all into Jannatul Firdos, Sheikh Maida. And, you know, finally, I would like to tell the listeners that Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu said, the best charity is that which is practiced by a wealthy person. And start giving first to your dependents. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, the upper hand is better than the lower hand. That is, he who gives in charity is better than him who takes it. And one should start giving first to his dependents. So get that good habit, people. And uh, you'll be a winner both in the dunya and akhirah. And next up uh, will be the Isha Azan. And inshallah, our Sheikh Shreem Maida make special duas for him and his family members too. Let's go for the Isha Azan. 